And also for the first time ever, this is on Periscope and YouTube. So obviously if you're on YouTube, hit the like button, do subscribe. Thank you for joining us, it's, it's a pleasure. Um, we can still get all your comments, so do send those through. Um, and also if you're on Periscope, I get your comments as well, I think. So do, um, do comment, like, share, retweet, all of that kind of lovely, funky stuff. Joining me this evening, and I'll be honest, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be going live, even though we are going live late. It is Hermes. <laughs> how are you doing, sir? I'm doing fine, Paul. Well, oh, how are you? Me. What is this? You're thinking about cancelling a show? What's going on in your life? I know. <laughs> I know, exactly. Yeah, actually, cancelling a whole show. Jeez. Right. You were called Grant there for a second. Let me just change your... Let me get, get the right title for you and move it over. There we go. Um, so, yes, basically, I wanted to go watch the, the movie Tag. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was on, uh, to, to get the special $10 deal, uh, basically meant that we're going, meant going watching it tonight, which, and then I thought, you know what, I'm out with a couple of mates, haven't watched the movie, let's have a couple of beers. Eight o'clock came and went, and it's kind of like, got home, it's like, yeah, a bit knackered, can I actually, am I going to do this or not? And you were like, Paul, come on, you must do this. So, hey, here we are. <laughs> 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 All right. So you're my accountability friend. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Put, put it all, put it all on me. Whatever happens tonight, it's on. It's all on me. <laughs> all on you. So yes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. All the rubbish you hear from now on in, and uh, my yep. uh, succinct analysis, <laughs> it's all Herman's fault. <laughs> Should be up uh, for a good show. Thanks for joining. <laughs> As I say, let us know in the comments. Um, we do, we do listen to the comments or in the live chat and uh, respond to them. So. Um, maybe not typed, but we'll speak back to them. So first up, Blues versus the Reds. This was the Blues' final chance to get a win in the regular season. Uh, sorry, at home, sorry, not in the regular season. They've got two more games to come. This is their last chance to get a win at home. And, um, and they did it. They did it. Yes, they did it. <laughs> Yay! Woo! Blues. Um, but initially, it wasn't looking that way. I mean, um, the... I mean, I, I think I missed the first. Um, I missed the first four minutes, uh, but the Blues had already given up a penalty at that point. Sure, they got one back um, soon afterwards. We had a, um, but three scrum penalties against the Blues in the first thirteen minutes. Things weren't looking very good. But um, and we then saw. I, mean, one, one, I sent out a tweet before the game, uh, showing the lineup of the of the Blues backs and went. How many centres can you see in this lineup? Um, I can see an awful lot of uh, wings and and fullbacks, um, but I can't see any centres uh, because it was a bit of a strange lineup for the Blues, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> but what did what did you really expect? Seriously, you're a Blues fan. There are injuries, yes, but I've never seen Collins play uh, centre before. He is a fullback through and through, um, as far as I'm concerned. Apparently, he has played centre before he joined the Blues like two or three years ago. Um, we've got Rico at 12, Collins at um, at 13. Uh, then we had Clark, Nanai, and Duffy at fullback. And Duffy is not a Duffy's much better on the wing than he is at fullback. Uh, so, whereas Nanai has played fullback before, yeah, he's uh, he's a bit... Um, uh, Come on, Paul. You, I mean, you finally got a win at home, and here you are <laughs> anyway. complaining about the Blues. My God. No, I'm just saying, before the game, that's, that's kind of what I was saying. Uh, and, and we, we kind of saw that for the first try because Rico trying to throw a, a, a long pass, all kind of loopy to Nanai, and then Nanai showing his great footwork to get over. But um, it, they should have made it look a bit easier than that. <laughs> mm. 
Well, I mean, my expectations of the Blues are very low after this season. So, I mean, <laughs> whenever they do something good for a consistent period of time, I, oh, I applaud them. I'm not expecting it. <laughs> yeah, and got that score. <laughs> um, but it was looking tight up to that point. Uh, well, it's looking tight, tight at that point. And then we had our, the, the, our regulatory um, cards come out, and the Reds picked up two, two yellow cards. Um, for uh, I, 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 I didn't have a particular problem um, with um, actually the, the, the first one was def- the tip tackle was clear. The second one, um, perhaps a little bit unlucky uh, for not for, for not showing no, for no attempt of wrapping arms because he was down low. But um, you got to be the drop yeah. tackle you got to be careful with. Um, what really 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 upset me was the um, uh, were, were, were the commentators. With comments along the lines of, um, I thought June was passed, um, and <laughs> that's and and, 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 then, and then Merton's comment of um, that might be correct by the letter of the law, but I'd rather be dyslexic. Well, you know, what? being dyslexic, Merton, I really did not appreciate that comment at all. And that was BS, absolute rubbish of you. So don't say, so yeah, please don't go there again. Um, maybe a bit being a bit sensitive. But, you know, the commentators are it's not a bit funny, isn't it? At all. You have to give it to Mertz, you know. He got some wits. He's not got wit at all. He's a yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's, that's a little bit funny. No, it's oafish. And it's I, I understand it's offending too, but it's also it can be offending and funny at the same time. Well, maybe. Um, yeah. And the, the Blues took advantage of those two yellow cards, racked up the points, got themselves twenty-one-six ahead, and basically that was it. Game over, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but I've had a weird kind of feeling on this game. For you're not like right from the start, from but from pretty early, you had the sense that as soon as the Blues will sort out the scrum, this, this is going to be a win for them. The Reds, yeah, the Reds forward pack that usually like been able to dominate their opponents pretty well in some games. They didn't really get like the, the big upper hand on the Blues. So, nah, could you really see the Reds winning that one? No, not really. And I, they didn't help themselves either. A confusion in the second half, who was actually collecting the ball uh, and uh, managed to knock it on. And then the person in the offside position picking it up, giving an- another easy three points, and then the Blues just pull away even further. And um, so there were those. And then I mean, Perifetta then bashed over. And if we look at some of the stats, clean breaks, 14 by the Blues, two by Queen by the Reds. So clearly... Yeah, the, the the Blues had the upper hand. They made the most of, of those two yellow cards. When they got two yellow cards themselves, the Reds really couldn't do much with it, um, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and it was it was uh, it, it it was kind of uh, a bit of a one-sided affair. Uh, nearly 600 meters running by the Blues, only 150 by the Queensland. So four times as many uh, yeah. by the Blues gives you an idea. With no when with with only about one and a half times as many runs, so yeah, they were much more um, clinic, much 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 more clinical, um, much more effective uh, than than the Reds were. Also, the Reds' tackling wasn't great. The Blues, a bit of a penalty machine, giving up fourteen penalties, um, and uh, but um, but that was fine. They 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 managed to overcome that by just yeah being, being more effective. We then headed off to the second game um, of the evening over, over to Melbourne for the Rebels versus the Waratahs. 
Um, and uh, this was and this, this this was a key game. This was this was second hosting first in the Australian Conference. Um, a, this was a, a real a really important game. I mean, the Blues Reds. Let's be honest. Neither side are making the playoffs. Who cares? It's a bit of a dead rubber. This one though. This one really mattered though. Yeah. Very well, and also very good, good game overall, I have to say. I thought the quality of this game surprised me a lot. It was a proper game of Super Rugby, so maybe things are looking a little bit up in Australian rugby for the moment, in that department at least, that we have two teams that are performing on a good level in Super Rugby. Yeah, but we kind of got that feeling at the beginning of the season when the Australian team was just playing themselves and weren't playing anybody else. So I'm not sure how much of it is, 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 is that rather than... But, when we get on later, and with the Brumbies win over the Hurricanes, there's, there, there is perhaps a good uh, an argument um, for that. Within this one, basically the um, the Rebels really got themselves a lead and just showed no patience at all, and just kept the game, uh, which which lost them this game. If they showed more patience and looked after the ball better, um, they'd have they they should have wrapped this one up, shouldn't they? Yeah, they, they, they will not feel happy with themselves. I mean, basically like the, the two last tries for Waratahs came from intercepts, didn't they? Yep. I mean... <laughs> so the, the, the two last tries came from intercepts. Um, the score um, before those, let me just um, uh, try and uh, just, just check that. So yeah, the Reese Hodge had um, knocked over a bunch of penalty goals, stretched the lead out to 26-17. They got a nine-point lead, so two-score lead over the Waratahs um, with an hour gone. And then two intercepts in the last 11 minutes loses them the game. Uh, yeah. so a, a, a major lack of composure. Uh, they really didn't need to be put... They weren't chasing the game. They had the lead. Yeah. They didn't need to throw any 50-50 passes. They just had to take it into contact, recycle it, and just keep going through the phases. Wait for the uh, the Tars to make errors. As I say, um, Reese Hodges had, had slotted three penalty goals uh, so that the Tars were giving up penalties, giving up, uh, giving up points, go through the phases, let the Tars give, give up points. They gave up 14 penalties to the Rebels' eight. Um, and the, the game's yours. But, yeah, serious poor poor. Yeah. No, when you put, especially when you put the stats like that, it's pretty easy to see the picture that, that this game was certainly there for the Rebels to win. This was one, they, they blew this one. They did blow this one. I mean, 20 turnovers conceded admittedly by, by the Rebels, only 10 by, by, by the Tars. Um, and I say two of those were those intercepts that we're talking about that, that, that gave up those points. Uh, a lot of running, I mean, both sides play, try to play 600 metres running with the Rebels, 400 with, 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 with the Tars. Um, they both try to play play ball, which was good to see. Um, but yeah, total lack of composure by the by the rebels in this one, um, which lost them it, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. I'd have to give a shout out a little bit to the Waratahs. They've been pretty impressive for some time now. Haven't won every single game, but performance wise, they've been performing at a pretty high level for some time now. And usually, we get results too. Yeah, they've got. Because the I thought they. they they handled themselves well against the New Zealand teams, even if they only won one of the games. They were well in it in all four of them, actually. And they got they've, they've got themselves top of the um, the Australian conference. Yeah. It's not, and that's not a fluke. Uh, they're, they're there 
because of the side they've got. And there are some question marks around the coaching, um, but uh, they're, they're the only settled coaching side. The only coaching side that actually came into this season uh, in, yeah, the, yeah. in the Australian teams, having having been the coaches the previous season. Um, you got to say Wessels at, um, at the, the the Rebels has done a decent job. We've not heard that there's there could easily have been a very split camp and uh, lots of mutiny going on there with their situation. But he seems to have looked after that well and uh, had a good a good thing. They just got a very uh, a thin squad that can't cope with losing Genia. Yeah, yeah. Same thing has happened with the Wallabies. Yeah, which I mean, one of the things we do in the second test with the Wallabies was it was Genia pulling the players together to tell them to sort things out, not Hooper. Uh, yeah, that, that that kind of leadership is was was clearly missing from the Rebels, as we saw by their by the number of intercepts and how they threw this game away. When it really just needed one of the senior players to grab the players and say, "Guys, keep taking any contacts. Keep let's just make sure we have possession and we'll be fine." On a Saturday and a, another game in the Pacific Islands, obviously the uh, the New Zealand teams have been taking games there now for a number of years, and it was the Highlanders' turn to take a home game um, to Fiji, um, hosting the Chiefs. And, yeah, being outside didn't seem to suit the Highlanders. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that looks... The- Almost looked like fake in the first half. I mean, the Chiefs blew them off the park completely. What's, I mean, what were Highlanders doing? Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs got themselves a right. got themselves an early try uh, on one minute um, by Solomon, released by um, Antonio Brown, who managed to get his hands free, uh, which is the kind of thing we've been asking him to do, or, 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 or we, we, he was doing for the All Blacks. Um, a couple of seasons ago, um, and it's the kind of thing we've been missing. And while we've been saying that he hasn't been living up to his his kind of his abilities this this uh, during June or during the season actually, um, but he got his hands free to to release Solomon. There was a good loud crowd, um, which was which was fun. And I don't know if if you noticed, but it was it was the, the this was definitely not a European crowd, okay, or, or, or a British <laughs> crowd. Um, it was noisy during the kick, during kicking, and as soon as they saw. Damien McKenzie smile. They cheered even louder, even um, yeah, which, yeah. Was, uh, which was funny to see. Yeah, yeah. no, it's a brilliant crowd, brilliant crowd. But it's always been like that in this game, this, this annual game that we take to Suva. I yep. remember last year's game too was a yeah, brilliant crowd. Uh, and but I think last year it was a bit wet. This year um, the weather behaved, uh, which was nice. It was a bit windy, and the 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 Highlanders' passing game didn't seem to be able to deal with that wind. Which is a bit surprising, uh, and with the wind at the back, the Chiefs uh, had the comfort that they knew that uh, that the Highlanders couldn't exit very well. They got a couple of early tries, which rattled the, the Highlanders, and the Highlanders never settled down. And suddenly, the Chiefs racked up forty-two points in that first half. Um, <laughs> and at which point, I was thinking about, well, do I just turn off because hey, this is just such one-way traffic. <clears throat> but it appears that the they were playing on a mountainside because as soon as they changed end, <laughs> the the Highlanders suddenly started scoring points. Um, the the Chiefs only scored one penalty in that second half, and that was on and that, that was um, uh, late on. I mean, that was after after the hour mark. So uh, the Highlanders came back. They started scoring some tries, 
but they were missing their conversions and they, they, they left themselves too much to do. They were never going to catch up that, that kind of lead, were they? Too, too little, too late. There's no way. Um, there's no way we're going to catch up. Yeah, there's no way. Uh, yeah, so some, some fantastic play by the, by the, um, uh, by the Chiefs in the first half. I mean, the Highlands only made 65% of their tackles, which didn't help them. Um, <laughs> Liam Messam had a great game uh, as, as the link man in the backs. Uh, he'd, uh, and also had, also made, made a couple of good runs um, as well, showing that he's still got it on, on occasion um, for the old man. Uh, I mean, hey, he's only about uh, 10 years younger than I am. So, um, the, so but yeah, he had a, he had a great game uh, as well. They were trotting out some uh, some quotes. So 31 points was the highest margin of the, the Chiefs beating the Highlanders. That was back in 2001. Um, and that was threatened at halftime. But in the second half, yeah, that just disappeared uh, and, and wasn't talked about much after halftime. Um, but it was definitely there. We then but it is a worry for Highlanders going into the playoffs that they show like two different phases. Where are we playing? If we're playing at home in Dunedin, we're like a real force. But outside Dunedin, they showed some glaring weaknesses a couple of times now. So, yeah, and they're a team that has travelled well in the past. Taking for anything that's in the playoffs. Um, but they're going to, yeah, they're going to. When it comes to the playoffs, they're going to want to have an easy draw. Uh, they're not going to want to obviously pick up either the Crusaders, which I think everyone's going to want to avoid the Crusaders. And if the Hagiwaris. Well, actually, whichever team out, the, out, out of the Africa competition, Hagbar is especially, that's going to be a long trip for anybody who goes uh, who goes over there. So I think those are two teams that everyone will be trying to avoid or want to be avoiding uh, come playoffs time. After that, we then um, headed into the uh, Brumbies versus the Hurricanes. Now, one of your rules when picking, sport, pick, picking in this league has been if it's a New Zealand side playing, except the Blues, back them because they win. <laughs> if it's a New Zealand derby, back the home team, except if it's the Blues. And that would get you about 95 to 99% of those picks correct. You don't need to know much more than that, to be honest. Um, until Saturday, where the Brumbies, who haven't been great, um, turned over the Hurricanes. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't, I wasn't super surprised about this because Hurricane's form has been questionable for three, four, five weeks now, and I'm still a little bit surprised that there has been like so little discussion about it. But we, for a while, we blamed the referees, and that was sort of what sort of was okay, and no one really saw what's happening on the field because it's a long time now since they put on a real good performance. So Hurricanes, yeah. I mean, it doesn't help. Them. Only, I mean, even before we start losing, we start we start playing bad before we actually start losing. We were lucky a couple of times getting out of jail. Yeah, I mean, the last two losses were both away trips in on in New Zealand. And I say you, New Zealand derbies back the home team. Uh, mm -hmm. so, so people so that so alarm bells weren't ringing too loudly because of that because that's what they, those what those games were. But we then start looking at this game and go, okay, so who are we missing? We're missing um, Ardi Surveyor. We're missing. Um, Brad Shields, the captain, where uh, we're, we're missing um, Bowden Barrett, we're missing Vince Sarso, we're missing Proctor, so we're having to, having to put Geordie uh, Barrett into the centres, um, which means we're having to put Naomi Oliver Scudder at fullback rather than on the wings. And yeah, it just 
the, the depth was starting to be tested and they clearly rely on some key players uh, and they lost a bit too much uh, tonight. Yeah, yeah. But, I but there is something in the way we've been playing now for a couple of weeks. It just They don't seem to be like, they're not clicking, they're not gelling. There's not. Yeah, yeah. Because remember, yes, we lost the way against the Crusaders, and that's a loss everyone could uh, can handle. I mean, it looks that's what it looked like in the history books. But if you really recall that game, that was probably like the weakest Crusaders team ever to be put out. The Crusaders have literally like everyone away, pretty much. It was Crusaders B side, and it was the Crusaders B side who played the Hurricanes off the park in the second half, and that made the alarm bells ringing for me at least. Hurricane should be able to deal with that. These are like all black players that can't handle like the second selection from another Super Rugby team. That tells you that something is wrong. Yeah, something is definitely it was, was clearly is um, is wrong. I'm sorry, I'm not getting any notes from the from, from the game, but I was doing this from totally from memory. But the um, I was impressed particularly by. The, the Brumbies um, scrum halves both had uh, a, a pretty good games um, sniping around, um, particularly um, uh, Powell, uh, <coughs> who I think, think, think was was um, uh, was was lively. Um, Murhead did pretty well as well um, as uh, came on. The and so the, the the Brumbies, sorry, the, the Hurricanes really got on the wrong side of the ref. And then they gave up fourteen, uh, sorry, twelve penalties, twice as many penalties. Um, and when you've got a team like the Brumbies who love a line out and a line out more, in particular, you really don't want to be giving away those, giving away penalties and allowing them to kick to the corner. Um, Twenty lineouts, they only lost one um, by the Brumbies. And that's an awful lot of lineouts to be giving away to a to a side yeah. that likes. <laughs> That enjoys the, the, that 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 kind of set piece, and that's their, that's one of their key strengths. Um, as I recall it, I mean, as I recall the game, the Brumbies dominated, especially the second half, pretty strong. Yep. They had like they looked like also like, which is more alarmingly, but you could say like the more fit side. You know, it was definitely the Hurricanes were run out of puff, not the Brumbies. And a lot of people were talking, um, saying, "Oh, look, the Brumbies are going to win this because they're up." And I'm, I'm like. Yeah, remember, they were um, they got up on on fifty three minutes to seventeen twelve. It was still within a score, uh, and even though they were dominating, all it was going to take was one intercept try for the Hurricanes to yeah, get back yeah. um, and win it. So I kept on watching that, thinking that's what's going to happen. Uh, they the, Brum, the the Hurricanes got the yellow card in that second half, uh, survived that, didn't give up any points, and you thought, okay, right, they've survived the yellow card. Now they're going to kick on. And it never did. It never it just it just all those things you expect and you're used to seeing New Zealand sides doing. They didn't. Um, yeah, which was, but, which was the uh, which was the surprise. Um, and then yeah, but you can you, you connect you can connect that to do what you said earlier. Both when you give up give up that amount of penalties and also give up that amount of lineouts. I mean, you you're never ever going to get any kind of fluency in your own game because you're going to give so much possession and territory to the opponents like. All through the game, yeah. But, but all you needed was, I say, that one intercept, that um, that one moment of brilliance yeah. to win the game. Um, in the end, 
um, on 77 minutes. So just as the game was finishing off, uh, the, the Brumbies got that score to get themselves two scores ahead. And then it was, yep, yeah, but it wasn't until that point that uh, this game... So whilst the Brumbies scored twice as many points as the Hurricanes, it wasn't until the last sort of three or four minutes, even though they were on top, We've just seen so many teams, so many, especially the teams like the Highlanders, defend, 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 bang, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they score against you. Um, yeah. But that didn't happen tonight. Uh, all credit to the Brumbies for, for, for closing it out uh, and, and winning this one. Yeah, yeah. And here's also a worrying sign because um, it was the Sharks who had like a really good opportunity to beat the, the Hurricanes. And Hurricanes get out of jail with like the last play of the game. And by that time, it was like Hurricanes Connect was like still actually able to get out of the Can't even do it anymore. Yep. Be a real worry. It is. The We then went over yeah. to Singapore. I mean, they don't look strong at all. They don't look strong at all. They don't. They're going to need all their players no, no. back. Hurricanes, they, they haven't looked strong to, at all for some time. Let's just start clicking. Um, they went over to Singapore for the um, Sunwolves versus the Bulls. Now, the Sunwolves had a good couple of games, beating the Reds, beating the Stormers. Then they had a couple of, then they had a poor tour to Australia, as they had all their Japanese players in camp. Now, some of those players haven't come back, but still, um, the Sunwolves managed a 42-37 win over the Bulls. Um, but looking at the 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 the, the scoreline, the you've got to say that the resiliency of the Sunwolves was great here. They went out and they scored a, um, a couple of tries in the first quarter to lead 14-0. Um, were up, were, were up over the Bulls. The Bulls come back, um, score 21 points to lead 14-21 at half time. Willie Britz is in the bin um, at half time as well, and so suddenly, what's looked like a promising lead has been turned around. The Bulls um, have, have got themselves ahead. Um, and then in the second half, it was a matter of the uh, the, the, the Summers trying to come back and the Bulls were just about holding them at arm's length um, with uh, as, uh, as, as we were getting more tries by the um, uh, by the Sunwolves. But the penalty goals by, by Pollard was just keeping um, the, the Bulls ahead. So coming into the last ten minutes, and it was kind of was was the hare going to catch the tortoise? Uh, and uh, in the end, the hare did just just enough um, to, uh, to to come back and uh, overtake the tortoise. Did you see this one? Are you trying to talk and I can't see? And you've up. Oh, Herman looks like he's frozen. Unfortunately. Um, are you back? I can sort of hear you. Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. Is this like poor network connection? But let's let's give it a try. Uh, okay. Did you see this game? Did you see this game? Um, so I went through the. I saw this. I've seen the highlights, and uh, uh, it looked like. Okay, no, no, I, I saw the full game. I saw the full game. So it looks like Little had a good game. And uh, Little and Parker both both. Yeah, Little, Little and Parker uh, both. I mean, they are, I wonder if what 
I'm starting to get curious if they are on any radar of the New Zealand Super Rugby team because they are they are proving proving themselves on like week in week out on a very very high level of Super Rugby play. I mean Hayden, you 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 have a stat guy, Paul. You know Hayden Parker, he's ninety seven percent for conversion and penalties, ninety seven. And he was six from six um, tonight as well. How good is that? Oh, it's very good. <laughs> and uh, hi, Mr. Rugby World Cup. Thank you for joining us on Periscope. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, no, he was six from six in the night. Um, spot on with his uh, with, with his conversions. Uh, running uh, ran things well. In nineteen clean breaks by uh, by by the Sunwolves to eight by the Bulls showed that they that. Um, that whilst they had less possession, less territory, they did more with it when they had the ball um, than, uh, uh, than, than the Bulls did, which is why from less runs, they ended up with 160 more metres run uh, than the Bulls did as well. So I think they were, they were definitely um, good value uh, for their win. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I have a little bit of a soft spot for the Sunwolves. I told you last week. You told me, no, 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 Sunwolves not going to win any more games. Win any more games this season? Eh? I told you they will, they will, they will. And look at what they're doing. Late comeback win, the final minute. <laughs> um, and they it did. Yeah, it, it was a late win that they needed, but, but they were chasing it down um, from quite a long. Um, uh, for, for for that whole second half, it wasn't it wasn't just a, a last minute. Gasp! They they were on the coattails of of the Bulls all the way through. Um, that was another dead rubber. But this following game wasn't. Um, so the Sharks, thinking that uh, they, they they have an outside chance to um, to make the playoffs and to over to catch the the Hakuaris, uh, maybe the Lions looking at basically trying to cement their place in uh, as the top uh, Africa side. Uh, the Lions have not lost to a South African side since 2015, and uh, but the Sharks managed to uh, managed to do it on the night. Yeah, we had like 21 straight wins over South African opposition. It was a very yeah a very good record. But on the night. Um, Defense of the Sharks was was top notch, eighty nine percent tackling, um, whereas the the Lions with seventy percent tackling, that really let them down. Uh, even so, they had most of the territory, most of the possession, um, but just couldn't break down this Sharks um, Sharks side, and the, uh, the, the 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 Sharks. I mean, line out malls when we come to South African games, unsurprisingly. Were lineouts were, were a key part to this. The Sharks line out more for the first one. The Lions come back and dummy the line out more and throw over the top to Warren Whiteley and, and going in the corner. Oh no, I have a poor connection here. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll, 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 I'll keep talking. Um, the they managed to get a couple of tries, get themselves 11-21 up um, at half time with some pretty poor. Um, uh, with some pretty poor uh, um, uh, uh, tackling by the Sharks, uncharacteristically in this game. Um, but the Sharks came back in the second half, 
uh, and didn't allow the Lions to, only allowed the Lions to score one penalty uh, and managed to get themselves over with too many players into the corner. Then they also managed to get themselves into the um, uh, get 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 Mabobo uh, intercepts and there's no one going to catch him once he had got the got the ball. Uh, so congratulations, the Sharks got themselves back into this uh, playoffs. Um, the next result is going to say why they can't, why they're unlikely to get there. Um, but the Lions definitely have uh, their top position is up 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 for grabs um, right now. Mr. Rugby World Cup says, as Tars fan, I'm worried about the Sunwolves this weekend. They are building um, confidence. They are, um, they've, um, and whilst they are obviously out of the playoff race, that third win over the Bulls is going to give them lots of confidence coming into um, playing the Tars this weekend. You would think after the Tars win over the Rebels that a win over the Sunwolves will, basic, will, will basically secure them the top of the table mathematically. Because uh, I think they go away to the Hurricanes for their last game of the season. So they'll want to probably have things wrapped up um, ahead of time if they can do. Um, but we'll have to um, see about that one. Final game of the round was the um, Haguares hosting the Stormers. Obviously the Haguares were on that six-game winning streak uh, coming up, going into the international break. Then went away with the Pumas, had a dreadful uh, June, losing all three of their games against Wales and Scotland. Uh, and then come back, and they haven't left, haven't missed a beat. So clearly, there's something about the camp here. Um, obviously, Super Rugby isn't the same level as international rugby, but also um, the style and the way they were playing um, changed. Um, Sanchez got an early penalty to get them onto the board. We then saw some amazing football work from Delgi um, off the back of a uh, 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 off, off, off a scrum. So obviously a bit more space because all the forwards are tied up. But even so, uh, Delgi still managed to step into the way around several players before going in. Um, then on a turnover, a chip over the top, Petty um, collected it um, and run it over um, for a try. And it was all looking um, like one-way traffic at that point because um, that what was that? That was because um, Sanchez was hitting his kicks um, as well. And so... They ran out to a 15-0 lead um, on 15 minutes. So scoring a point a minute, um, and I say it all looked like one-way traffic. Um, the Stormers did come back. Their number eight managed to burst through to get themselves uh, a try to um, uh, to be uh, to get themselves a try um, to get themselves back into uh, back into the game um, before half time. But then come the second half. And uh, Petit made another um, break um, from a turnover. Uh, again, from about six metres out, got stopped just short of the line, but the ball was spun wide uh, and the uh, and the, the, the Haguaris went in. Um, Dylan Lades came back and got it, again stepped through for a, for a try from fullback, um, which gave the uh, which kept the game open, kept the game alive um, on sixty minutes. But a, pen, a Haguaris penalty. Um, seal things up at the end. That really um, does, with the Haguaris having a game in hand over the Lions, I think there's still three points behind them, but a win obviously in that game in hand um, will put the Haguaris top of the Africa Conference and a home quarterfinal uh, is in uh, is definitely within their grasp. That's an amazing uh, situation that I don't think any of us were expecting to see, even quite a way into the season. 
but this run of seven wins on the trot really has put the Haguaris uh, into contention. And I don't think any side is going to be comfortable traveling traveling to um, Argentina um, to take them on. So that's my roundup of all the action from the weekend. Um, thank you for joining me on um, Periscope. Uh, if you tap the screen, it gets all hearts, so that's lovely. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, then please do like um, and don't forget to subscribe to the channel as well. Uh, hopefully, going forward, we'll be having all the shows on Periscope and YouTube, so um, you can watch it whichever way um, you think, whichever way you prefer. Um, Rugby World Cup says uh, Hagarai's topping the group um, will be amazing, um, and that is very true. It will be amazing. Um, so let's. Um, uh, so we'll have to see um, if they can do that. Uh, it would be fantastic for the game um, to see them do that. I think <coughs> being the um, what do you call it? Uh, being the expansion team and also being the first sort of non-traditional team um, to make the playoffs. So thank you very much for joining me, um, and I'll be back tomorrow night with the Hash Rugby Chat. Uh, so do join me then, and we will be um, looking at um, uh, looking talking about the Super Rugby um, structure, uh, which has been big news um, over the last week.